Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, helping franchisees dominate their local market. To learn more about serving your market and growing your business, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with friend of the family, senior relocation management, Mr. Rick Grossman. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Nice to be here. Well, Rick, before we get too far into things, do you mind sharing a little bit about friend of the family? How are you serving folks? Yes, thank you. So friend of the family is a senior move management and relocation management company. And so if you think about uh, folks that are looking to move uh, or relocate, downsize or right size into a new home or into a senior community or in, in with family even, uh, we have uh, an awesome set of uh, operators and, and also some resources to help that, uh, help that transition uh, go smoothly and stress-free. And so we say that uh, we're all about peace of mind for life's transitions. So now if someone isn't working with you, um, how are they handling this kind of transition? Yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, uh, topic because that's kind of the way we found this business. My my mom and dad uh, have since passed away, but when they were aging and, and moving uh, through the downsizing process, we didn't have a company like this that we knew of. And so we, the, the you know, we're the adult children. We had to kind of jump in and, and start figuring things out and helping uh, find a community for them and and downsize their their home and and pack and move and all of those things we just kind of had to jump in and uh, and help with as as the adult children and and it was stressful and it it was uh, full of a lot of emotion and a lot of anxiety for not only for us as the kids but for the for our folks as well so um, a lot of folks uh, have been trying to figure things out on their own and and that was kind of the, what created the need and uh, my wife and I after going through that experience, decided that we wanted to help seniors get through this uh, this transition period uh, so they can focus on uh, moving into a safer home or in with a community and, and downsizing their home. So it was uh, out of the necessity that we were able to grow the business. Now, is the service, though, um, is it just kind of the logistics of putting things in boxes, deciding, you know, what pile, whatever Marie Kondo says, what pile the stuff goes into, or um, it, it seems to me it has to be a little more than that because there's so many emotions involved with this and there's a lot of stress just from uh, somebody who especially has lived a long time in one place kind of leaving that. Yes. So the best way to, to kind of, you know, give an example of that is to kind of play through a scenario. So, Typically, you may have, you know, that we, we always say that moving, death, and divorce are the three most stressful things that we encounter in life. And sometimes our clients are dealing with two of those things or three of those things in some cases. And so 
that's why peace of mind is important during, you know, these transitions in their lives. And, and, um, and our project managers, our franchise owners and our project managers are very, very good at uh, being compassionate and working through that process. So, uh, for instance, if we have, uh, maybe the husband's passed away and we're working with, uh, uh, the surviving wife and maybe they've lived in that home for 40, uh, 30 or 40 years and they have, like you said, memories and heirlooms and, and, uh, and the whole project can seem overwhelming. Uh, so they may be stuck in their homes where they, they just can't even get started. So our project managers go in and they start with downsizing and decluttering and organizing. And so they working through the, uh, the household items, uh, with the client. And then we have several different, uh, options for them. We can start with an internet option, which is basically an online estate sale to help them sell items they don't, uh, want to take with them. We have a very nice uh, asset distribution program. Uh, where we can photograph the items in the home that they want to distribute to their family members, their kids and their grandkids. And then the kids can go on to the website and choose the things uh, that they want to, uh, uh, that they would like to have. And then those, we help distribute those uh, uh, to those family members. And then we, of course, will then go in and do the packing uh, and uh, the floors, the floor plan for the new location and then facilitate the actual move and move them in and then take care of the cleaning and all the uh, uh, preparation for the home to be sold or to be uh, moved on to family members. So it's it's very comprehensive, and the project managers kind of basically handle all the details so they don't have to worry about all the logistics. And then uh, this franchise started, uh, you got involved uh, with your wife, but when it originated, was this kind of somebody that just did it for their own family and saw the need? Is that kind of the origin story? Yeah, thank you for that. The um we we were able to acquire the company from uh, a wonderful pioneer in the industry named Ann and she uh started the company about 15 years ago and she was one of the first senior move managers uh, in the area by the way which is a designation from NASM which is the National Association of Senior Move Managers uh which we are a member of and and proud to be a part of. Um but then that that association also offers a lot of resources and, and guidance and training for folks. But the um, her story started from her helping uh, with her own family and friends, and uh, that's how she came up with the name. Uh, she was uh, she was helping family and friends, and <clears throat> friend of the family was just a natural a natural name for the uh, the company. So yes, and and we were able to acquire the company about a year and a half ago with the uh, with the goal of franchising it and, and taking it out to the the national market so that we could help more seniors and help more folks with their transitions. So when you got it, it was just a local firm and then you saw the potential of it as a franchise? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Uh, it was local and it was doing great and had, uh, had a lot of uh, uh, strong track record. And and we really, being that I've been in the franchise industry for a long time and uh, authored Franchise Bible and had been helping and grow other franchise brands we've been looking for the perfect franchise model or the perfect model to franchise i should say and uh being that it's a, a growth market there's a, a tremendous upside for it uh as well uh it kind of checked all the boxes for us as far as the, the perfect business to franchise now you mentioned that you're uh you've been working in the franchising industry for a long time in a variety of roles including uh the co-author of the eighth edition of the franchise <clears throat> bible itself so uh, you've seen lots and lots of franchises. What was the thing that kind of caught your eye about this one? So, you know what, uh, 
if I'm going to do one on my own right now, I, this is, this one makes sense. What, what were, what differentiated this from all the, I, I'm sure you get bombarded with opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, being that we've been franchise developers and consultants for a long time, we can franchise, uh, just about anything that has a good, <clears throat> a good business model to it. Excuse me. So we were looking for something that was part of, our our passion right and being that we've been through this with my folks and my wife and i both uh uh, going through that experience and my wife has a background in real estate and in organizing and so it was a perfect fit to to get her involved Uh, but i also i evaluate franchise uh opportunities just about every every week and and we wanted to be able to check all the boxes so the first thing that we always look for with a franchise is is there uh, a sustainable upside to the market. And we, of course, see that the baby boomers are, are, uh, retiring at, at, uh, record numbers and will be for the next, uh, you know, 15 or, or so years to come. So the market is, is growing and there's a tremendous need, uh, for assistance in the senior market. Uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're really looking for help. And, and that was a big part of it. And then we looked at all the other, uh, elements and, uh, uh, I, I, I would say that we, we're, we're, this is kind of the scoop. We're giving, uh, uh, franchise marketing radio the opportunity to kind of spread the word for us because we're just debuting what I call the hybrid franchise. And it, what that means is that we're taking away some of the restrictive side of franchising and we're giving, uh, the freedom, uh, for folks to join, uh, this franchise like, uh, like never before. So what that means is, is we're, we're taking away, um, Things like uh, uh, minimum royalties and and big franchise fees up front, and offering 100% financing, and and we even created something called the the uh, leave anytime guarantee, which means if it's not a good fit down the road, then uh, we'll uh, we'll allow a, a very easy exit for somebody to leave the system. So now, but does it still have the framework of a franchise with uh, FDD and the kind of regulations that franchises have? Yes, absolutely. So the franchise disclosure document, franchise agreement, everything is still in place. Uh, that we've just, um, basically taken some of those, uh, more restrictive elements and softened them up a little bit. So what we want to do is we want to attract the people that are a real good fit for franchising, uh, and a real good fit for, uh, this model and a real good fit, especially for our customers. We want the compassionate franchise owners that are going to really give our customers the absolute best service. Uh, and take away some of the uh, the hurdles that they, that you may find with some of the others. Now, um, is the ideal franchise owner for this uh, service, are they an owner-operator, or is this something that somebody can, you know, kind of build an empire around? Well, that's a good question. We have three different levels uh, of, of the ideal candidate. One is the solopreneur. That's somebody that's just going to, want to own and operate uh, kind of a low profile business that will be a great you know income source but be very flexible and that might be an individual that wants to do focus on the the individual one-on-one job and and not have employees uh, the next level up is what we call a small staff and that small staff model can where you have uh, organizers and packers on your employee staff and then uh, some subcontractors that work of course, for uh, for different elements of it, and then for the enterprise level, somebody that wants to <clears throat> have a large crew, 
and uh, maybe even and branch out into some of the other symbiotic services that go along with the uh, relocation. There's there's uh, a good fit uh, for just about anybody that that has interest in owning a business. Now, when you make the move from uh, having kind of a business by itself, and now you say, okay, now I am uh, raising the franchise flag, and this is going to be a franchise. How do you attract kind of that first and second person that kind of you got to get them to believe what you believe and and get on the same page and share that same dream? How how do you do that logistically? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and a lot of franchise organizations struggle with this 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 process of finding those first franchise owners, and it's something that we've kind of specialized in for many years here at Franchise Hub. Um, in the book, talk about the early adopters and finding early adopters. And those are the folks that are, that are willing to be the first ones and are, are excited by, uh, the challenges that come with being on the ground level. Uh, and they are willing to, uh, uh, jump in and, and be a part of that growth. Uh, so we've already selected our early adopters. So we have four locations outside of our corporate store. So we have five total uh, locations. Uh, and we're working with uh, a handful of folks uh, all over the, the the country here to continue that early adopter phase. Once we get through that early adopter phase, we then will expand the marketing. That's like I said earlier, we're kind of debuting the hybrid franchise and and kind of just now starting to go into different uh, elements of the marketing plan because we're starting to move through that that uh, early adopter phase and into what we call the proof of concept uh, phases. Uh, which will be coming in the next several months. And that that is a progression, right? You got to kind of earn your way up the ladder. The first marketing that goes to these early adopters is not necessarily how the 100th franchise is going to be. You're going to attract a different person who's going to buy into the 100th franchise than that would buy into the second. Yes, absolutely. So we're really looking for, especially the early adopters are, are folks that, we connect with um, in our circle of influence and in our in our uh, in our our group of uh, folks that we know and and uh, people that have been watching and interested in what we're doing here. Uh, once we onboard the early adopters and we help them grow and help them get their successes under their belt, we then can start to market to other like kind uh, or people that resonate with the brand. So. Uh, you know, a, a good target would be for us would be folks that uh, already work with seniors and in other areas, either senior real estate specialists or folks that work in, in social services or folks that work for um, senior communities or folks that have some kind of background in, in that uh, industry. So that they may be folks that resonate well. And so we would then expand our marketing efforts to help uh, find and recruit uh, like-minded folks in the in that greater marketplace. Now, is that a model that transfers to other industries? Like, if somebody has an emerging franchise in different, you know, like say, accounting or payroll or something else, would that um, mm -hmm. kind of first group you go after be somebody who has complementary services? Is that uh, kind of part of the playbook when you're franchising? Yeah, and when, that's what we talk about in franchise bible uh, a little bit with that early adopter philosophy, which is something that has been you know, part and parcel with our programs for years. Uh, but getting those early adopters on board and then moving outside of that once, because 
in your early adopters, you'll be able to identify uh, kind of the traits of the individuals that make sense with that brand. And, and then you can go in and find uh, similar uh, like kind uh, individuals in, in different, uh, you know, different um, areas of the country by expanding your marketing uh, with that profile. So now uh, tell me a little bit about your backstory. How did you get involved in franchising and what drew you to franchising? Yeah, so way back in the good old days, I was in college and I uh, was a marketing major and I <clears throat> I had a business uh, in the entertainment business. We were event coordinators and and uh, DJs and and all of those uh, those fun party type services that we had going in high school and college. And I was in college and uh, I was I, I kind of stumbled into a class one day that was talking about expanding businesses and I I was very entrepreneurial and at my business in high school and all the way through college and decided I wanted to expand it somehow. And uh, this gentleman came in and was a guest speaker and was talking about franchising and the light bulb went off. And ever since that day, I've been kind of crazy about franchising. So uh, we, I franchised my first company in college uh, as a project and grew that to about 50 locations across the United States in my early twenties. And, uh, and then franchised another company in the travel industry and grew that to about 150 locations in a, in short order, about two and a half years. And we're ranked in Entrepreneur Magazine and, uh, with both of those companies in, in pretty short order and, and, uh, just kind of fell in love with the whole industry and, uh, seeing people realize their dreams and provide for their families, um, by learning a business, uh, that they can then support themselves with is just uh, one of the most fulfilling things I've ever experienced in the business world. Now, um, what draws you to franchising as the way to expand? Like, what is it about it uh, that I guess you've cracked the code that you can do this pretty uh, predictably and reliably? What, what about the kind of the process of franchising as opposed to you know, all owner operated stores or licensing or all the other variety of ways to expand? Yeah, well, I always say that franchising is the most successful business expansion model in history. And if you compare it to everything else that, you know, you can kind of see the pros and cons, but on a big corporate model, uh, of course, you're going to have to fund all of that and not only uh, the expansion of those, those locations, but all of the employees and staff and, everything else. So corporate expansion is very expensive and is also much more difficult uh, to man uh, and have uh, coverage for staffing. Uh, so uh, whereas a franchise model, of course, every location is, is, is operated by the owner operator and they will either staff it themselves or staff it with a small, a small staff of their own and oversee that. So it's like having a regional manager in every location um, and, and a franchise owner, it's their business. It's, they don't work for us. We work for them. It's a servant leader model. And I write about that in the book as well. But we're here to serve the franchise community. They don't work for us. We work for them. Uh, so in that model, we're doing everything we can to, to remove the hurdles and help them grow. And they're focusing in on their market and their customers and their staff. And they're, uh, they're the ones that are putting in the late hours to build their business. And you really, tap into the entrepreneurial spirit or what I call the flame uh, in every individual. And, and you get an amazing outcome from that that you don't see in other models. So licensing is is similar to franchising. The one difference is, is, is the control 
or the ongoing relationship. And, and control doesn't mean negative control. What that means is we're protecting the brand by having an ongoing relationship with the franchise community and making sure that we're supporting them in their effort to grow. And so if you look at the three legs of the school, uh, sharing a brand name, uh, having some kind of ongoing fee, and then that last level or that last element, which is that ongoing relationship, the license, you take that one, you generally take off the ongoing relationship and it just doesn't have the same level of business building. And that's why when you look at the, the world of franchising around, uh, globally, you see that there's tremendous success stories uh, all over the world with uh, franchise models being, uh, you know, the most successful growth pattern. Now, getting back to a friend of the family, um, you mentioned solopreneurs as a, a candidate or somebody in a complementary industry. Um, do, do you think you're going to find that people that are drawn to that, this uh, franchise or this kind of industry are ones that have been personally affected by a parent or a loved one um, going through something so that, the, that it really kind of emotionally resonates with them and then this franchise will be a, a way for them to kind of serve that community that they and help people uh, have an easier time going through something that may have been difficult for them. Yeah, so far that's been a, a pretty common part of the story. Uh, our first franchise owners have had similar experiences or they're already working in the industry and have a passion for helping seniors. Uh, and of course we do any kind of move and, and even corporate moves and, and different types of moves and, and transition logistics, but uh, the, the majority of our industry is in the senior space. And so uh, it certainly does help. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about this hybrid model or about the Friend of the Family Senior Relocation Management franchise as a whole, is there a website? Yes, uh, myfriendofthefamily.com. And on that uh, website, you will find a franchise tab and you can click on the franchise tab and, and we have kind of a self-navigating discovery process so folks can explore uh, the franchise at their own pace. If they have questions, there's a franchise help desk phone number. We're standing by to help them through the discovery process. Buying a franchise or starting a franchise is a big decision. Uh, we, we certainly have no pressure at all. We're looking for the right people. And that's really uh, what we've designed uh, our awesome website with SEO Samba and uh, and have that process in place to help folks uh, do their investigation at their own pace. And if somebody wanted to get their hands on the Franchise Bible, where can they do find that? Uh, it's available on Amazon. And uh, you can also click on uh, myfranchisehub.com or, or any of the other um, out, book outlets uh, that you might find. And it's available at Barnes & Nobles and all the other bookstores as well. Good stuff, Rick. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to uh, working together with you in the future. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.